the Mike Tomlin Game Day Podcast with Steelers Digest Editor Bob Labriola. Uh, okay, Coach, in last Sunday's game against the Eagles, your offense utilized a good bit of pre-snap motion. What is that designed to do for the offense? You know, it just makes the defense adjust, and, and, and it makes them adjust in a lot of ways. It just depends on uh, what they're in. Uh, the adjustments in man-to-man are more difficult than they are in zone, um, and we were playing a team that, that featured a lot of man-to-man last week, so we didn't want them to be comfortable pre-snap. We didn't want them to have that edge. We wanted them in continual motion and communication and adjustments. And, and so that's why it was in heavy use a week ago. So how does that help Ben as the quarterback when uh, you use motion? Does it reveal what the defense is in, how they're covering, whatever, that kind of thing? It, it really depends on the play that you have called. Um, you know, if it's a run play, it doesn't help Ben at all. But what it, do, what, what it does do, it might give us a gap advantage in terms of space. The creation of a gap, the growing of a gap changes in man-to-man as people adjust with motion, but also people's responsibility from a gap standpoint changes with motion. So in the run game, is utilized for those purposes. In the passing game, it does provide valuable information from Ben in terms of man versus zone and having that understanding prior to getting the ball in your hands is very helpful to the quarterback. Do you want your receivers watching too? I mean, to when, how the defense reacts to the motion? It is significant for the people in the passing game on passing plays, less so uh, on running plays. And talking about your team's ability to have one phase pick up another during a game, you mentioned that selflessness and a certain team-first mindset is what allows a group to rise up in the face of adversity. Uh, that selflessness, that mindset, does that have to be part of the player's before you bring them in, like part of their DNA, or is that something that grows and develops once you get them in the building? Ideally, it's both. We covet guys who are selfless and and good teammates, and so uh, that's a big part of the research and evaluation process for us in terms of getting to know draft eligibles, Uh, but it's also also something that's cultivated when they're here. Cultivated in a variety of ways through our work, but through catchphrases, we always tell our defense they have no – They have no means by which they take the field, no control by which means they take the field, but they have all the control over how they get off the field. And and statements like that prepares the defense for sometimes you're going to have to take the field in adverse circumstances. You're going to have to take the field on a short field, and you got to deliver. Man, we were in week one, man. We were about 10 minutes into our season, and we muffed the punt, and our defense had to start inside our own five-yard line. Uh, With that mentality – they were able to go out and, and get a stop and, and make them kick a field goal, and that was significant. And so the mentality or the mental makeup of the group, the preparedness for the group to deal with the uncertain things that can occur in football and in life, I think is, is important. Uh, in terms of third down efficiency on offense, what generally would you consider an acceptable percentage of conversions over the course of a game with the understanding that you know, there's going to be some third and shorts, some third and longs? you know, different distances mixed in. But when you look at the stat sheet at the end, you know, what's the Mendoza line for? Yeah, um, if if you're north of 50%, um, in most cases, you're having a solid day. Okay, flip it around for the defense. What's that number? You better be south of 50%. (laughs) In, In baseball, the starting pitcher gets the win or the loss, even though, you know, he needs a lot of uh, help from his teammates uh, to dictate the outcome. Uh, when it comes to third downs in football, is the quarterback comparable to a starting pitcher? You know, 
I don't know that there's that there's anybody in the game of football that you can look at individually the way that you look at how the record is attached to a starting pitcher. It's just, you know, maybe the quarterback in terms of comeback win ability, um, you know, fourth quarter comebacks, but specifically third down downs themselves, I would not, I would not make that comparable. So then who's the key guy on the field uh, on third downs then? Oh, no question. It is the quarterback, but it's so much more cooperative, collaborative work in football than in baseball. Um, It's just, you know, I, I, I think the parallel that I would draw from that standpoint would be, you know, the fourth quarter comeback, the, the quarterback's ability to deliver in those moments and the way that that's been measured over the years. I'm just curious, during your week of preparation for the Browns, did the subject of your starting quarterback being the only one in the AFC North who didn't win the Heisman Trophy happen to come up in conversation? You know, if it came up, it was probably brought up by me, <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's one of the little tidbits that I find interesting here in 2020. Uh, all these Heisman Trophy winning quarterbacks in the North. Um, but I, I, I say that tongue in cheek, uh, but I'm sure at the same time, uh, our quarterback is motivated by that. You constantly preach to your team the importance of situational football. Late in the game against the Eagles on a fourth down, Steven Nelson intercepted a pass instead of batting it down. Batting it down would have provided the offense you know, with much better field position late in the game. Uh, how do you view that decision? Is it a bad decision? It was, is it just instinct on the part of the player? Or is it a situation where you want your defensive players to have the mindset, go get the football? You know, it's a good discussion and a good question. Uh, let's just refer to it as a teachable moment. I understand the instinctual end of it, uh, but there's certain lessons that need to be taught and learned. And, and sometimes we learn through the course of the journey. Uh, some certain circumstances are just so so rare that you you characterize them as a teachable moment. Moment. We spend a lot of time talking about securing interceptions that determine the outcome of the game and getting down and taking all the free grass. Or when you get the necessary first down, like uh, Chase Claypool did in New York in Week One um, on the around play um, to check out of the play and and end the game. And so that's the way I approach what transpired at the end of the game on that fourth down play. Surely you'd like him to bat that ball down. The incomplete pass gives us that ball on the 15-yard line. But we're not going to condemn him or convict him for that. It's a teachable moment, not only for him, but for everyone. What style of running attack do the Browns employ? You know, they're a nuts and bolts group, man. Uh, you know, they're very fundamental in their approach and traditional in their approach. They're a meat-on-meat, bone-on-bone type of a group. You know, the, the, the leaders of this group, Coach Stefanski, Joe Woods, their defensive coordinator, Chad O'Shea, an offensive senior assistant, they grew up in Minnesota. And, 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 if, and if I can remind you, it's the Minnesota years during the Adrian Peterson years. And so, you know, they, they're accustomed to being a part of a program that runs the ball and runs the ball in a very traditional way. They have the, 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 the backs to do it. I can't say enough about Nick Chubb and – and hunt in the way that they've run the ball. And so that's a significant challenge for us. When a team develops a style of running the football, is it more about the running backs that they have or the offensive line that they have? It's about the backs. Um, it really is. Um, the, these guys are these guys are one-cut runners. They're downhill runners. The piles fall forward. Uh, I, I think that more, more times than not, the offensive line will assume the personality of the back as opposed to the back assuming the personality of an offensive line. We got a big back that's tough to handle. 
um, that runs over people and the power falls forward, the offensive line, they buy into that. And then they become grinders. You know, when you got a scat back, a guy that needs space, then the offensive line, they like to get out in space and run. You know, the, the personality or the characteristics of the feature back has a way of swaying the offensive alignment in a very positive way. How would you describe Miles Garrett as a pass rusher? He's freaky. Um, he's, he's, he's instant in that he has that short area burst that you covet, but he's also had the type of length uh, that, that's dangerous as well, and I think that's why he's the first overall pick in the draft. When you have guys that are both twitchy and long, uh, that's rare company. Very few people, you know, have both traits. Uh, you look at, when you think about length, you think about a guy like Jason Taylor, you know, who had great length. Uh, when you think about twitch, you think about, you know, guys like Dwight Freeney who might be shorter but have that twitch or that get off. This, this is a guy that encompasses both, and that's why I use the term freaky, not in a disrespectful way, just to acknowledge the rarity of those talents, and that's why he was picked first overall. Are Miles Garrett and Olivia Vernon as a duo comparable at all to year two, T.J. Watt and Bud Dupree? You know, they work in a different way. Um, I would not trade my, my duo for that duo because there's so many drop responsibilities within our system, and our guys are built for what it is that we ask our guys to do, and those guys are built for the 4-3 system and, and built to deliver what they ask them to do.